Jay Butter and Popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Preparati per la stagione 4. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea Butter and Popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn. With Taj and Chels, Season 4, Episode 8. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the podcast where your neighborly film fanatics review our favorite films and shows. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels. Singer, actor, blogger, podcaster, and all-around movie lover. And it's your girl, Tajiana, also known as Taj. Actor, filmmaker, lover of all Black things, Black stories, Black narratives, Black everything. Welcome back. And we are Black and better than ever. (laughs) This month. (laughs) Yes. This is our My Black is Beautiful episode. Our For Us By Us special. In honor of Black History Month. Whoop, whoop. Woo, woo. I hope you had an amazing Black History Month. I know it ends in like two days, but you know what? <laughs> We're going to celebrate it. Oh, my goodness. I want to start all off. All year round. Yeah, you know, all year round. We're going to do it. I want to start off with a story, though. I was shopping with my sister over Christmas holiday, and we had to wait in line outside with our masks on, of course. And people were complaining around us. Although I was just happy to be out of the house for a spell with my sister. And she shared her music with me through the power of Bluetooth AirPods. I'm saying all this to say, you have to find your peace. There's a lot of unrest, a lot of anguish and stress about the stimulus package, police brutality, equal opportunity, and the like. However, I must say that it is imperative to be patient and kind to one another. For example, uh, not to get too personal, but I was recently hospitalized for a kidney infection. And when I went to the ER, there was a very disgruntled lady there who did not want to wear her mask over her nose. And she walked right in and had to be asked to leave and come back in after they check your temperature. You know, it's basic standard protocol. And I'm just like, we got to be cognizant of each other. You know, yes, I know it is Black History Month, but let us not forget to that we can be in danger of repeating our history by making the same mistakes, like not valuing each other, not being aware of each other. Everyone wants to be out of this pandemic. Everyone wants to start the new normal, but we have to be patient and just be considerate, you know? Most definitely. It's so important. It's so important because we cannot, we can't, we can't push something that's, that's not ready. You know, we're still working out the kinks of everything. So just say that preach preacher (laughs) definitely definitely black people we love you stay safe stay strong y'all come on yeah for real this week we're going to be talking about some groundbreaking films with exceptional leads that in my mind will resonate with so many people for sure so first up one night in miami 2021 directed by regina king y'all mean love me some her the amazon prime original please watch it if you have not it holds a 98 percent rating on rotten tomatoes hello what yes an all black film with a 98 percent on rotten tomatoes finally (laughs) the critics loved it finally they're like yeah we'll give it a try (laughs) 
No, I'm so glad she did that. Movie was excellent. It was excellent. So, not to give too much away, but on the night of February 25th, 1964, in Miami, Cassius Clay joins Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X, and they discuss the responsibility of being successful Black men during the Civil Rights Movement. And seriously, portraying a legend is very hard. It's so hard, such hard work. But they did it so effortlessly and so, like, coolly. Like, you're in awe. And Muhammad Ali, he's just become a world champion. This film gives you straight-up play vibes, kind of like Fences, where you can tell, you know, it's based on a, on a play's work, which it is. But the fact that everyone can be seen by uh, Regina King's choice use of mirrors in this film and the cinematography in the hotel room, where it leaves no one out of the picture of reacting to what the other character is saying is so masterful. I love that part. Um, Malcolm X is actually played by British actor Kingsley Ben-Adir, Eli Gorey plays Muhammad Ali. Aldous Hodge, uh, I saw him in Straight Outta Compton in films like Clemency. Um, he plays Jim Brown. And Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton and other works plays Sam Cooke. So I don't want to give away the movie if you haven't seen it yet. But one scene I want to highlight is when Jim Brown and Malcolm X discuss colorism within the Black community. And I'm like, wait, what? They went there, y'all. They really went there. I was like, favorite topic. (laughs) Okay. And he asked Malcolm X straight up. He's like, are you so militant because you're trying to overcompensate for being light skinned and not having to go through the same struggles as your darker skinned brothers and sisters because of his privilege? And I was like, wait, what? I rewound it. (laughs) I I was like, wait, huh? What we doing this today? Regina? Okay. It's so poignant. And I think that's the thing about uncomfortable conversations. They have to be had and they have to be said. And it's not only for other races and ethnicities gleaning about how the other half lives. Sometimes it's when it's within your own house that needs some updating. So sometimes we have to have those uncomfortable conversations with our own black brothers and sisters. You know, it has to be done. So I thought it was really powerful. It's an excellent film. Please watch that. Next up is the United States versus Billie Holiday, 2021 Hulu original. I'm excited to see this one. I have not yet because you know what? It premieres today, but I think it's going to be really good. It's directed and produced by Lee Daniels. You know, he did The Butler and other shows. Um, it stars Andre Day, beautiful singer-songwriter. She has a song, Rise Up, which I love. Andre Day is playing Billie Holiday. This is about Billie Holiday and the sting investigation set against her due to her use of narcotics. So the retellings I've seen of the late legend Billie Holiday were Audrey McDonald in Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, which is available on HBO Max. And my favorite, of course, is 1972's Lady Sings the Blues, starring Diana Ross, who, in my opinion, was completely robbed at the Oscars for Best Actress. Yes, I will die on this hill. Diana should have (laughs) won. I know it's 2021. It's 2021, but I'm still mad about 1972. (laughs) It's 2021, but I'm still mad about 1972. I'm still in my 72 anger. That's hilarious. I will die on this hill. It was wrong. She was robbed. She did amazing. (laughs) Just the opening sequence alone, just in black and white, and she's in this drug psych ward and doing cold turkey. It's phenomenal. 
Anyway, this film also stars Trevante Rhodes from Moonlight, excellent actor, Natasha Lyonne from Russian Doll and Orange is the New Black, Garrett Hedlund from Country Strong, and Tyler James Williams. You guys probably know him from Everybody Hates Chris as Chris, young Chris, are in this movie, just to name a few. So I'm interested in seeing how it unravels, seeing how it unfolds, you know? Um, some amazing power players have played Billie Holiday before, so I'm excited to see Andre Day fill that role and, you know, fill those shoes. Last but not least for this week, oh, this one, wow. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom 2020 Netflix original directed by George C. Wolfe. So this one we had mentioned on the season three finale because it had dropped that day. And this film touches and pulls on so many heartstrings. It holds 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, as it should, because this was excellent. I love this film, even though it is heartbreaking. It's based off of August Wilson's play. And if you don't know the August Wilson play, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, the synopsis is, during a recording session, tensions rise between Ma Rainey and her ambitious horn player and the white management. So you got all these different personalities You got, you know, the whole systemic racism and disparity on one side. And then she's trying to control her band that's trying to control her and, you know, persuade her to do something she doesn't want to do. And she's still trying to stand in her convictions as an artist. And it was excellently done. This film stars Viola Davis as Ma Rainey, Coleman Domingo, Glenn Turman, Taylor Page as Ma Rainey's girlfriend. Ma Rainey was a lesbian and the late Chadwick Boseman this film was Chadwick Boseman's final film and man it was it was so incredible executive produced by Denzel Washington and what I loved about it was how the monologues kind of like spiral it's like a big spiral kind of like when you throw a rock in a pond and you see the the spiral circles of water get bigger and bigger how they run into each other and not to give too much away but when they're talking about uh glenn terman's character talking about the gumbo and man knowing that he is left over and because of the color of his skin the way that he was born he is deemed to live a life of working twice as hard to get half as much once he knows that he is left over but he has to know that and he's walking around like he owns the world and the whole fight for ownership and Chadwick Boseman's character wanting to be so successful and break away from the stigma of not owning his own stuff and his own songs and fighting with that because you know his songs aren't considered good or sellable and things like that because you know, he's a black man and trying to cross over to the white airwaves and mainstream. And when you watch it, that you see is the same type of stereotypes and the way that people follow things of today. It's like a domino effect. It's like because this was deep rooted and cemented back then, this is why people have certain barriers and walls are trying to knock down and cross over in today's music business. So I I just thought it was very profound. Um, It's an amazing film. Please check that out. Those are my picks for this week. Taji, let them know what yours are. Yeah, I, I'm like so in awe of their artistry. So many talented people in that film. I like, (laughs) 
just recently rewatched Black Panther. I like <laughs> was struggling to do it, um, but I watched it with my students and yeah, um, that man is just so talented. Rest in peace to the king. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good. So many talented black actors. Um, I want to uh, pivot to documentary film. Um, I'm Not Your Negro, which was um, a documentary film, like I said. So this um, was directed by Raul Peck, um, and he's a Haitian filmmaker. Um, and essentially, in 1979, James Baldwin wrote a letter uh, to his literary agent describing his next project remember this house and this book was going to be revolutionary it's going to be a personal account of the lives and assassinations of three of his close friends medgar evers malcolm x and mlk jr so at the time of baldwin's death in 1987 he left behind only 30 um, completed pages of his manuscript and so um you know uh, filmmaker raul peck envisions the book James Baldwin never finished, and that is I Am Not Your Negro, um, which released in 2017. Um, if you're not familiar, um, I feel like everybody watched it at like such different times. I actually um, went to see it in the theaters um, with friends. Um, and um, yeah, it, it, it was a very, very interesting piece. Um, it's on Tubi um, for free and um, it got a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Surprisingly, I personally didn't hear. Um, I, I heard like people in my circle thought it was good, but then people outside of my circle, um, I guess because it was like so, not so unconventional, but it definitely was like such a, it was such a dynamic film. I mean, 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, it was uh narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. And, um, you know, anytime we explore racism, it's always, you know, a very, very, um, you know, heavy film. Um, but it, it premiered in, in one um, in the uh, Toronto International Film Fest. And so, um, yeah, and it, it got nominated for some other ones and won some other awards. Um, it, it was very, very real and educational and informative. And um, those were... Um, things that Baldwin wrote in you know the mid-1970s so the memoir I can imagine like the amount of research and brainstorming that Raul had to do to to figure out where he was going with an unfinished book and based off of his previous works um and um for those of you who are uh not familiar um James Baldwin was a very prevalent um novelist playwright um poet activist um and he you know uh, basically explored you know the topics of race, sexuality, um, class um, in the Western society of the U.S. Um, during the mid-20th century. Um, so I um, appreciate his work so much. Um, I definitely would watch it um, and get the chance, especially, you know, with the <laughs> couple of days left this month or so. So I just would, I would watch it because it's very informative. Um Going into a, some Black Joy in comedy, um, <laughs> one of my favorites in a classic, Undercover Brother, 2002. <laughs> and it's on Prime, so feel free to watch it if you have never watched it. Um, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, so, you know, they, they, they watched it. They felt it could have been better, but they watched it. Um, 
So, uh, blasted from the past and ready to take care of business, Undercover Brother is recruited to infiltrate a sinister underground movement headed by the man. <laughs> Partnered with the sassy, stunning sister girl, LOL, our hero must first undergo the ultimate attitude adjustment and trade in his fro, oh no, and platforms for tennis sweaters and penny loafers. Um, once the transformation is complete, he's ready to take on the evil per- uh, perpetrators of Operation Whitewash. Um, this was directed by um, the illustrious Malcolm D. Lee, um, who is a director of many, many um, prominent Black comedic films. Um, this film, Undercover Brothers, played by Eddie Griffin. Um, I believe he did an excellent job. Um, the screenplay... Um, was written by John John um, Ridley and Michael McCullers. I feel like the writing and the jokes in this film were super, super strong. I really appreciated it. And um, I feel like it's just one of those staples to where, like, you know, if you want to laugh, um, definitely watch Undercover Brother. Um, I think it was really, really dope. I know they came out with the second one, which did not get that great of reviews um but i highly recommend watching this you know satirical once again i love satire satirical action comedy um black exploitation film um i love combining themes of like we're learning about race but like combining them with jokes and commenting commenting on it in a way that's engaging so i definitely um feel like um if you haven't watched this film you should definitely um watch it um in terms of learning about you know african-american culture and, and its popularity in terms of like you know, around the 80s and stuff like that. So, you know, um, definitely love it. Um, we love the Brotherhood, too. <laughs> um, the secret organization. I think this is super dope, uh, super dope type of, like, you know, action. I love seeing Black people in action. And I think this this was nice to see us in a, in a you know, refreshing way um, within this genre. So I definitely uh, would watch it. They had a $25 million budget and did $41.6 at the box office. So, yeah, um, I would I would watch it. Um, once again, it's on Amazon Prime. So, um, the last one, which we absolutely love, um, that came out a, a little while ago, um, February twelfth, released um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, so, if uh, you guys are not familiar, it was directed by Shaka King. Um, and, um, Ryan Coogler was actually one of the producers. Um, I, I see like throughout our, our picks, there's a lot of like, you know, that, that's what I love about, you know, black filmmakers and actors and everybody, all our creatives is like, you know, if you see somebody participating in somebody's project, even if it's like, oh, I'm not the director, but you know, I'm one of the producers or, you know, I invested in the film or, you know, whatever. Um, I think it's just such a family oriented situation. And I love that. Um, so going back into more politically heavy, um, uh, topics, um, this is a historical drama, um, and it, um, highlights, um, Fred Hampton, in this film, um, so offered a plea deal by the FBI, William O'Neill infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party to gather intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. Um, this, I feel like, is a super important story to tell um, and features a lot of my favorites. Um, my gosh, I love Lakeith Stanfield. Love it, love it, love it. Um, Daniel Kaluuya plays Fred Hampton. There was a lot of controversy over, um, you know, him playing a black American person. Um, 
And I know that's an ongoing conversation when it comes to British actors or actors who are not from the States. Um, but I feel like, um, you know, the, all the reviews uh, still, you know, praise his performance. And I think that he's a very, very, very talented actor. And, you know, it's a craft. You have to study, you know, we in acting school are actually required to study, you know, non-American accents um, so that we can be more competitive. And then people who don't have a stronger market where they're from, whether in the UK or otherwise, they have to study American accents in order to you know, act and book work um, and, and be an actor. You have to learn American accent to compete over here where the market is heavy. So um, I definitely feel that. So you have David Oyelowo, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of that too. I know he played Dr. King. And- yeah. yeah. There's I get it. I get it. <laughs> so we were like, stop with the British. Image. Yeah. But it's like. I get it. It's it's totally understandable considering, you know, we want to tell our stories and things of that sort. And I think the the Black diaspora is just so big for us to pick and choose and, and nitpick things of that sort. And once again, acting is a business. So there's a lot of other things that go into it. Um, but I, I understand both sides to the coin. And I think that, you know, our stories are getting out there. And if they're portrayed in a truthful way, I think that um, we're doing our job. So I definitely recommend um watching it it's on hbo max it's sad um, for sure. yeah <laughs> yeah Hampton story google fred hampton first but i yeah. think to watch it <laughs> yeah uh, for sure yeah and i did definitely would read if you're not familiar um with you know the the black panther party in general um and and its history i know being from the bay <laughs> being you know l- living right next to oakland and of course you know people who are local to oakland you grow up you know learning all about the black panther party of course so um definitely definitely recommend watching it and getting informed um on the history and you know the different chapters and locations and things of that sort it's not just in oakland but you know definitely get uh more information about um what they did back then and how they were operating um i feel like it's a super important story to tell and so i'm looking forward to watching more of their interviews on i love watching the actors interviews on their their process and the storytelling and um the how they feel about telling the story and the importance of it um at this time so you know we keep going we love the historical dramas we keep you know educating because we can never know too much so those are my picks um yeah love it so good thank you all so much for listening tune in next week we are keeping up with decade duty we are all about the 70s yes Ooh, disco 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 studio video. right <laughs> speaking of undercover brother right nice segue <laughs> Come on now. 70s, 80s, definitely getting into my favorite decades. I think my favorite's the 80s, 90s. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing, y'all. So some 70s movies resonated with many, and others were known to be tongue-in-cheek takes with absurd overgeneralizations that contributed to stereotypes, unfortunately, like the black exploitation era. Ooh, not our finest moment. It's okay, though. But a special twist on this, in honor of National Women's Day on March 8th, power to the woman, girl power. Our 70s special will have the twist of films that feature standout female characters, okay? Happy okay. Women's Day coming up. Yes, ladies, let's get information. Ooh. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Free to follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop. 
on Instagram at Shea Butter Popcorn or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. You can find me at Tajiana Okechuku on Instagram and at Tajiana Tweets on Twitter. Oh, love it. Follow us, DM us, comment, like, subscribe. Let's I'm bringing that back. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But for real, for real, message us though. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought, what you want to hear next, y'all. Decade duty. Decade duty. <laughs> All right. See y'all next week. Bye.